I know you got another podcast coming up after this. Probably uh, <laughs> I, I told how to make a murderer. Gonna be on <laughs> it's that. a true yeah. true crime podcast. Right. Silly different yeah. subject matter. Hello and welcome to WNC Original Music, episode 176, the Higman Sims episode. This week, very happy to have part three and the final part of the Get Right Band talking about their latest album, Itopia. Now, you will remember from the previous two parts of uh, this series that Itopia is the Get Right Band's uh, venture into uh, kind of a post-electronic, uh, post-social media world. Um, and it discusses a lot of the implications of living in that world, going through that world, and what the future of that world may be. But it's also really good music, so uh, it's not like heavy-handed stuff. Uh, it's it's introspective, uh, extrospective also. Yeah, I think I started that word. And um, But it's also uh, just enjoyable music, an enjoyable album all around. The Get Right Band are uh, Jesse Gentry, Silas DeRocher, and newly added uh, drummer Jazz Uriese. You can find all kinds of information about them, uh, links to their music, tour dates, all that stuff at thegetrightband.com. And now here they are, The Get Right Band.
Writing the record, I knew there had to be some kind of climax or turning point. And as we've been talking about, you know, we're, we're going through these songs in order, and, and we've been talking about sort of the character descending down this rabbit hole. And so I felt like there had to be some kind of rock bottom turning point where they start climbing out of the hole and trying to put a more positive spin on some of this dark stuff that we've been dealing with because, you know, as, as dark as the subject matter of this record gets, we are not particularly negative or particularly pessimistic people. So we wanted to make sure there was some kind of positive spin, positive outlook as the record progressed. So this song and the following one climbing out of the hole were written together uh, even though they they sound like totally different songs, but they were written to be kind of the 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 bottom of the hole where this protagonist of our story 
kind of sees themselves for what they've become, sees how dark they've gotten, sees how low their mental health and sense of self has has gotten and realizes that it really is time to turn things around. It really is time to uh, start climbing out of that hole. So between those two songs, it's kind of the hitting of rock bottom and the trying to turn things around, trying to start making some sense of the world around them climbing out of the hole really gets into, um, you know, how, how difficult it is to parse out real information from fake information on online. And, and we're all just kind of getting bombarded by information and it makes it really impossible to know what sources are, are real and not. Where do you guys like to go on vacation? Uh, I've only been on two like major vacations in my life. So yeah. I, I like to go to exotic places. We went to Egypt and then one year we went to Spain so like, I like to do like big vacations. Yeah. But we normally like every year we'll go to like to the beach with Teresa's family. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like to, I like to make it count with big vacations. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're really seeing something there. Egypt. Yeah. I, I, I just like getting to the beach more than anything, but also like we all just took Jesse and I and our girlfriends and some friends took a, just a little trip to hot springs just to get out of town and be by the river and be in the woods and, but for me, nothing, nothing quite beats going to the beach. Oh, yeah. Jesse was um, Egypt. What you expected? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a lot dirtier than I expected. Oh yeah, I expected. Dirty. I expected it to be. I expected it to be dirty because of all the sand. I just saw I, my assumption no, I mean, like is trash. It, oh, oh, I got you. Okay, like you know, like where the the pyramids are. Uh huh. Oh, that's too mm-hmm. bad. Like it's just completely surrounded by trash. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's still magnificent, obviously, but I was just like, that was one element where I was like, oh, wow, like they really, you know, it's not super, not a super clean city, Cairo, that is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I went to Chichen Itza in Mexico, which is stunning, but it was also like a lot of trash and then just constant um, people bombarding you, trying to sell you stuff. I mean, yeah. you couldn't stand, you couldn't stand and look at it for more than, 20 seconds without somebody coming up to try to sell you trinkets. And obviously that gets to some much deeper issues about, you know, poverty and um, wealth disparity, but uh, it also just kind of makes it hard to enjoy a place like that. Hey mom, am I really just a battery? Why yes, honey. We're all just fuel to feed the fire for the economy. Turn me on, turn me off, break me down, break me off, sell my parts to the highest bidder. Are you tired of being a nobody? In the metaverse, you can be somebody. Enter promo code, I'm a winner. Today, you... Knowledge wages on. We wait with bated breath at sunsets for brighter dawn. This is kind of like a fun interlude. There's no actual recorded music that we've made for this song. It's clips from you know some of our old songs, yeah, and some um, some fun samples that we recorded from some of our friends. It's just kind of like turning the radio dial before you get to the next song. 
if people out there don't know, a radio is how people used to listen to music <laughs> when you had to receive the signal from a right. radio tower. So if you were between two stations, it was a lot of static. And sometimes you had so. a dial because they might have an electronic radio in their car, but you used to have a right. dial and you would turn that and you'd it would overlap um, yeah. the sounds. Yeah. So just another kind of fun interlude that kind of bridges past and present and future. Yeah. And tries to kind of tie tie together some of those musical themes. Had kind of a Revolution Nine feel to it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah tape. Uh, what do they call it? Tape piece or yeah. something. Is that something uh, when you're doing something like that? Do you have in, in mind? You're like, okay, we want. I want Itchy Soul right here. I want a spoken word piece right here. Uh, how like how much is that mapped out ahead of time? I think it was more playing around mm-hmm. than that. Um, I, I honestly don't have a well. So, so there are two songs um, from our previous records, Itchy Soul and Requiem for the Chemical Memory, which both of which really, I, I sort of almost think of them as um, prequels to this album. They, I mean, obviously that wasn't the intention at the time, but they kind of get into some similar subject matter and they, they could fit well on this record. So that was, uh, that was why those two made it in there as kind of a reference to, like Jesse said, bridging kind of the past and the present. And then um, some of the other stuff was just kind of references to other things in the album to kind of bring in certain ideas and, and make a little cohesive interlude there. Right. Do you either, either of you guys have a musical impersonation you can do? Hmm. Nothing comes so. to mind. Not, not Musical really. impersonation. Yeah. Like a like an impression of Elvis or something. Right, right, yeah. Mm. I don't think I do. What do you got? You got something good, Ron? Me? It's just one of those questions no. that you ask because you actually want to do it yourself. No, no, I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I really I don't think I have anything. Oh, I do have one. I'm not gonna do it, but I have a pretty good impression of um uh What's the guy's name uh, from the Velvet Underground? Uh, uh, Lou Reed. Lou Reed. It's Lou Reed singing Baba O'Reilly. Uh, nice. Yeah, you'll, I'll hear it, you'll hear it one day. I'm not right now though. When okay. it becomes famous, yeah. When it goes viral. I like to hear it. Yeah. yeah. You just gotta praise the algorithm. That's right. Yeah. Post about it three times a day.
How do you say? Is that how you say that? Miracle mess? You know, we don't know. Hmm. We don't know how we to call say it. it. We, we call it the miracle of the mess. Or mostly we just call it miracle. Miracle. Oh, okay. This is the first it's time you actually it. said it out loud. You Everything's been emails back and forth and you haven't thought about yeah. how to pronounce we, it. We've always called it the miracle of the mess. And then kind of as we were like printing, like working on album art and, you know, putting down official names for things, JC had the idea of, of uh, styling it like that. Mm. It's yeah, it's a uh, it's really it's because strong... JC's first name is John Claude, and there's a is a there's a hyphen between that, and so he wanted miracle slash mess. Oh, he's more That's aware of unusual punctuation game. than the average person. I think he should spell his name uh, Jean slash Claude. That would we've been like, trying to get him to do yeah. that for years. Yeah, yeah, Jean no, and That's not the reason he lobbied for that. It's just <laughs> a fun wordplay, but yeah, it's a song about the internet. How is you know. Again, the two sides of it, yeah. In many ways, and a complete hot mess in many other ways. It's also a song about uh, fighting against anti-intellectualism, which m- maybe I don't know. I guess I mean we're all so much in our own bubbles, but in my bubble, it maybe doesn't feel like that's quite as extreme an issue as it was a few years ago. But in the height of the Trump years, it really felt like there was a some real loud and proud anti-intellectualism going on. And I, I found that really disturbing and I, I don't in any way associate knowledge with class. Uh, you know, I don't think being knowledgeable about things is in any way looking down on lower class people or anything like that, you know? So I, I I'm not sure how those things got tied together. Um, I don't think it really used to be that way, but uh, that's that's part of what the song is about, too. And and this is where the character is kind of trying to um, it, it's still about the struggle, but they're also seeing some of the beautiful side and powerful side of the Internet. And they're also trying to um, there's a little more fight in this song. It's not just getting it's not it's not necessarily maybe as passive as some of the other concepts where somebody's getting pulled down the rabbit hole. This one's a little more like um taking charge and trying to figure out what's real and, and how to fight against uh, the, the dark parts. I see that anti, anti-intellectual is anti-intellect, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Anti-intellectualism. Uh, first yeah. of all, in my voice, but also um, subtly in, um, and this has been happening for a while, but in, uh, in this push towards um, anti-higher education, uh, yeah. And certainly everybody doesn't have to go to college, but there's like a real push to to imply that going to college is bad uh, because Bill Gates dropped out of college or, you know, whoever dropped out of college. And uh, but that, the push is not for everybody to drop out of college and become a billionaire. It's for people to drop to not go to college and instead go to trade school and become a plumber and electrician, which are great jobs. And, I, you know, those are great. I have. um uh, relatives who do that and make a whole lot of money and it's great. Yeah. But uh, also kind of, kind of something that goes along with that is that you're only going to learn that trade and you're not going to get a liberal arts education or, you know, any kind of higher education to prepare you even to be, even to, to do those jobs on anything other than a worker, a salaried worker uh, level. You're not going to go to yeah. trade school and take business classes um, or civics classes or anything like that. 
So I right. think that's kind of the idea that, you know, uh, there's a chunk of people, there's a chunk of people who do it for totally legitimate purposes. They want people to not waste their money going to college, but there's a chunk of people that want people to do that because they own or, or are invested in corporations and those corporations need, uh, skilled workers that are only skilled at that work, not anything else. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we we've got a line on the previous record on the song "Get So High," um, that's about uh, yeah, numb numb to the news made dumb so we can be used. Yeah, and that's you know that's kind of what it's about. It's like there are definitely people in our in positions of power who it's it's not in their best interest to have uh, you know an educated populace. Right, right. Obviously, that's not everybody, but that yeah, certainly yeah. exists. Where do you guys buy your clothes? Oh my 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 re- my recent most favorite pieces of clothing have come from Dick Sporting Goods, which I've have found has sportswear has come so so far. So everybody, shop yeah, at we've, Dick's. We've been rock, rocking some athleisure wear. Yeah. Oh yeah. I get a lot of stuff at I get a lot of stuff at Kohl's or Target. I a few years ago learned that there is a fashion term for my style. And it's called Normcore. Oh yeah, and it's it's just like very normal stuff, plain shirts with nothing on it. Right, and that's what I like to wear. Yeah. And it's you know it's hard to find that. So like Kohl's has a lot of just like normal stuff. It's just a shirt that's nothing other than a shirt. Right, and you're uh, not advertising for the company that you bought. Not it from. advertising, mm-hmm. or like you know you can get a pair of pants that doesn't have like tears and seams sewn right, back right. up, you know, just a regular pair of pants that cover the bottom part of your portion and keep you warm. Uh, so, so if you see Silas like. in torn pants, you know, those are legitimate tears. Absolutely. Those are sincere. And in fact, I playing in the grass. You're right. Yeah. Right. Scraping his knees. More from the get right band in just a few moments. Want to remind you that you can find their music and uh, all kinds of merchandise and show dates at thegetrightband.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast at wncoriginalmusic.com or search WNC Original Music wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Jim from Angry Blue Planet. We have a delicious album for you on Bandcamp. Go to angryblueplanet.bandcamp.com and grab our album because it's fantastic. Corrections and clarifications from last week's episode with producer Lee Dyer. Um, Ape Planet is a, an NFT, and of course NFTs are just a scam that people are trying to pull off on you. And Planet of the Apes is a series of uh, movies, sci-fi movies, from the 70s and uh, resurrected in the 2000s. Uh, so we were both right. And now here's Allison Price with a review of a release by Bombay Gasoline. I have to say, my heart jumped in my chest a little bit when I first listened to Bombay Gasoline's newest single, Follow Me. Maybe that's just because I have a predilection for the sinuous, dark waves of melody in Middle Eastern music, or just because I can't say no to a mystery, but all in all, I truly enjoyed taking in their sound. Bombay Gasoline is a four-piece, dark, witchcore, psychedelic band hailing from Asheville, According to Madison Maxwell, the vocalist and songwriter, our songs are about social issues, magic, and self-expression in the modern age. We find familiar friends in the goth and metal communities, as well as within the indie rock and industrial scenes. Their newest single, Follow Me, was produced, mixed, and mastered by Michael O'Shea at his home studio. The music video, which is definitely worth a watch as well, 
was animated by Matt Rash and features the band's little black cat mascot lighting the city of Paris on fire. If you are a fan of Middle Eastern-inspired music, heavy with mysticism and intrigue, I highly recommend checking out Bombay Gasoline. Hi, this is Ivy Eld, and you're listening to WNC Original Music.
that's another one kind of kind of like we were saying about the miracle of the mess that feels like um it is about the struggle but there's a little more empowerment there's a little more seeing the world for what it is you know in in my opinion in our opinion um which is about you know really the attention economy and the way that that our attention is being monetized and um that's being used to fuel the economy and another thing that song makes me want to mention is that we have put out music videos for the, the first three singles that we released from the record which are am i just a battery hell yes refresh and generation happier dead and you know we were talking before about like making content for content's sake yeah and we are lucky i think in that like there there are plenty of parts of the music industry and the music business that aren't that fun and we just have to do because it's part of the job mm -hmm. but we are lucky podcasts. that all three of us going podcast, on podcasts I mean, and stuff yeah miserable right we've been doing we've been doing press all day oh, yeah. um, these are all like recycled answers no, right. I'm just kidding. yeah um we we all three love making videos whether it's like a big fully produced music video or just some goofy stuff you know reels on instagram to advertise a show like we really like video work so we made a, a video for am i just a battery that incorporated a handful of um, local talent and local musicians and i'm really happy with how it came out so if you're if you're a person who digs music videos go on youtube or wherever and check out some of the new stuff because i i'm really happy with it and, and proud of it i also liked uh what was the what song did you do the video for that's basically just your phone? So uh, things that you're doing on your that's phone. Generation Happier Dead. Yeah, yeah, that's a great video too. Everybody should Thank check you. that out as well. Yeah. All I want sunshine and positivity I've been down too long, too much gravity I could use just a little bit of levity
Jesse, take us home. Tell us what this song's about. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I think I, I this, is, this is my seventeenth podcast today. I can't remember right. what this is. I'm only on fifteen, so it's this is like this is much like Black Hole's Negativity One starts the album. Black Hole's Negativity Three ends the album, and this to contrast between the first and second Black Holes, which are both, I would say, a little bit darker and much more like electronically sounding. This is kind of a breath of fresh air where like it really it the album kind of crescendos at the end with like there's strings there's like it's very um major um musically speaking it's a it's a major scale so it's very like it's got the happy sound and you are at at this point in time you are actually saying no to black holes of negativity you said no, and you've you're experiencing this elation, this natural high that comes from emerging out onto the other side, a better person. Right. And it 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 seems like the song is too long, but it's really not. It's the perfect length because this you know you've got the the lyrical themes kind of calling back similar similar um words and melodies coming through the, the the first part of the song and then the, the latter part of the song when the strings come in they take you they play some of the 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 melodies and musical themes that you've heard throughout the entire album and then it kind of climaxes at the very end yeah it's kind of like an overture yeah right. except at the end instead of the end yeah yeah so this is kind of just a nice a great way to just kind of wrap up the album very leaving on a very high note, leaving on a very positive note, and also weaving in some of those, you know, musical themes, but in a, in a, a different way with the strings, which we have heard very little from throughout the course of the album. When I was a kid, like all, all through growing up, I used to like to fall asleep with some music on, but I couldn't actually, like, I'd like to put on some music to go to bed, but I couldn't actually fall asleep with music on mostly because I would like sit and think about it. Right. Yeah. So there were certain albums where the last song or the last two songs was really mellow. And I'd love to put those on, just put like the last song on just to like have one kind of mellow thing to get me in the right mood. So I, I think because of that, I've always had a thing for a mellow beautiful ending mm, to yeah. to an album and i think particularly on a record like this where it's constructed ideally for people to listen to it straight through from start to finish you know there's there's a sense of um we want to leave them with a sense of peace and a sense of, of positivity and i think this song and, and the strings hopefully do that all right all right and where should uh what's your recommended place for people to find your music Everywhere you find music online, it, it, it exists pretty much everywhere. Uh, at thegetrightband.com, you can buy the digital download or the CD. And then, of course, it's up on you know Spotify, Apple, iTunes, okay. and like 20 other things that I've never even heard of. All right. Big thanks to the Get Right Band for being on the podcast. Uh, this is the second time they've been on. So go back and listen to the other two episodes talking about Itopia. And then go way back and listen to their uh, episodes talking about their other album, uh, Itchy Soul. Uh, all good stuff. 
Um, also, don't forget to go to their website, thegetrightband.com, or search Get Right Band on all of your music streaming services. Also on YouTube, so you can see their videos. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Just search WNC Original Music. Closing song this week comes from The Sleeping Cliffs. The Sleeping Cliffs is the solo studio project from multi-instrumentalist Todd Glidewell. He is from the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia, and you can find his music by searching The Sleeping Cliffs on Spotify, Instagram, uh, all the streaming services, really. Here's The Sleeping Cliffs. Have a good week. Usually uh, these these cards hold a lot of uh, memory, but I just noticed I only have three hours left. So <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's pick this up, guys. All right.